0: Turn your radio on, turn
1: your radio on and listen to the music in the air. Yes, let's see. I think I'll turn over to the loudspeaker.
2: River Radio! Turn it up.
0: Hello? This is only a test. This radio station will remain on
1: the air, day and night. Across the Thames Valley. Turn on the radio and let's have some music. Turn it on the way up River. Up, up, up. Ah! Turn it on the way up Radio. Up. Spread the word.
3: Hello, this is Amelia Fish. I am a registered associate nutritionist and you are listening to The Reset on River Radio. This show is all about nutrition and shaking off those common myths and misconceptions about food. On today's show, I'm going to be talking all about sustainable nutrition, including what it is, how different foods and food processes may affect the planet, and of course, some advice on what we can all do. If you have any questions for us on today's show, you can message us in on our Instagram at Live or email me directly at amelia at river.radio. So I thought we'd start off today's show with some some facts about sustainable nutrition, some food for thought if you like. So the first fact that I have for all of you today is did you know that 80% of agricultural land is committed to farming animals and this is land that could be repurposed and used more efficiently and instead for growing crops? The second fact I have for you is that it is estimated that approximately one third of the food that we produce is wasted and food waste can then rot and produce a gas which is called methane and this is a really powerful greenhouse gas and that means that it can affect the environment negatively. The third fact I have for you today is that meat protein production has a relative um, environmental effect up to 17 times more for land use and up to 26 times more water required and up to 20 times more fossil fuels than soya protein production. And did you know on that that meat, meat proteins, whilst uh, thought a great protein source, and they are, but soya proteins are also a great protein source because they also love like meat and why meat is such a good protein source, contain all of the essential amino acids. And those amino acids are the building blocks of proteins. Uh, And we really, um, they're essential because we have to consume them through our diet. So soya proteins contain all of the essential amino acids, just like meat protein. And the final fact that I have for you today before we really get into today's show is that figures suggest as high as 30% of global greenhouse gas emissions are linked to the food industry. So what that tells us is that if we look at the food industry and if we make changes within that, we might be able to reduce our impact on the environment, which is really important. Um, And that 30% of greenhouse gas emissions linked to the food industry are associated with many aspects of food production. That That includes the increased demands on the meat industry and deforestation for agriculture. Um, and all of this overall is contributing to the loss of bioculture and agricultural diversity which is why it's so important um, that we have a look into our dietary patterns and if we can make them more sustainable for the planet and that is what I'm going to be chatting about today but we've used this word sustainable a couple of times and I think it's really important that we have a little define of what that means before we go any further into the show. Now, a sustainable diet is not necessarily one that's universally defined, however, because there's many different definitions that it can be mean. However, the definition that I guess I like most to go towards is a sustainable diet being defined as a dietary pattern that has a limited impact on the environment while contributing to all of our nutritional needs and food security. For people both today and those in the future. So it considers both us, our nutritional and health needs, but also for right now and also for protecting the people and the planet in the future. I also believe that it encompasses lots of other aspects, so including the environmental ones, but also social, health and economic security, um, making sure it meets our cultural and religious needs too. So this diet has to be sustainable, both for the planet today and tomorrow and in the future, but also for us today, tomorrow and our futures. We have to be able to sustain this diet. So we've come up with a few facts for today um, and we've also defined what a sustainable diet is is um or what it means to me and how we're going to be chatting all about it today um so i think it's time for a song so we're gonna play love yourself by justin bieber do stay tuned as we're going to be chatting more about sustainable diets soon
1: across the thames valley one more time across the thames valley this this is river radio
4: well not for some Still holding on to something You should go and love yourself
3: You are listening to Amelia Fish I am a registered associate nutritionist and this is The Reset on River Radio This show is all about nutrition and shaking off those common myths and misconceptions around food You can find us across social media platforms at River Radio Live or on the website at river.radio On today's show, we are talking all about sustainable nutrition. So far, we have spoken about what a sustainable diet is and giving you a couple of facts and foods for thought to think about throughout today's show. And I guess really the reason why we're chatting about sustainable nutrition. Coming up later in the show, where we'll be giving you some advice of what we can do. But for now, we will be getting into how different foods and processes affect the planet. If you have any questions for us about today's show, you can message us in on the Instagram at River Radio Live or email me directly at Amelia at River radio. If you have missed the show so far and would like to catch up, do not worry, as this episode will be released shortly after the live show as a podcast and can be found on all your main podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify. So the question really is, what are the problems? What are the things that are contributing towards the impact that food and the agricultural industry has on the planet? Now we're going to get into a couple of these um, in just a moment but I wanted to say first this show is not about telling you what to do or what not to do, it's not about you know completely overhauling and changing your dietary patterns, not at all. In fact that's the opposite of what we're telling you to do or um, maybe asking you to consider because what um, a sustainable diet is is one that's also sustainable for you in the long term and what you can do. The things that this show is trying to do today is hopefully giving you some facts, a bit of education around the topics um, and allowing you to consider some of the points, see where the impact is on the environment and see maybe what you can do to help. So the first thing that we're getting into today um, is animal and animal products Um, and that's going to be a big chat about today and it's because they are a big contributor to the effect on the environment. Now this is because animal proteins, specifically meat and within that specifically things such as beef, produce a lot of methane, a greenhouse gas which contributes to climate change. They also require a lot of feed. For example, they often have a lot of, for example, soya beans, and humans could eat soya beans directly, and they're a great protein source. So what we're doing is we're adding in extra stages. There's more land use, because we need the land to uh, for the animals, and we also need the land for the feed. And also to keep the animals, You know, there's lots of water production, all these other things. So there's so many factors that are going into this um and a really interesting or there's a couple of interesting tools out there online that which you can check out for example um you could check out the green eater meter by one meal a day or something similar such as Sarah Briddle's book, it's called uh, Food and Climate Change Without the Hot Air. Um, And what these are great to do is so you can compare plant-based foods to their meat and dairy counterparts, just so you can see how um, the difference between their land use, water use, miles driven, so the travel that they've had, and all these different factors, just to give you a bit more information so you can make an informed decision. As I said before, this show is not telling you to cut anything out completely, but maybe what it is advising you to do is consider reducing your animal and animal products' reliance on these as your main protein sources. For example, if you're having them every day, maybe try and have a meat-free Monday or try and um, try and have a couple of main meals a week without animal and animal proteins in them and things like that. So that brings us quickly on to our next one, which is fish. Now, I don't know about you, but this is something that I personally see generally not spoken about as much as, say, the impact of animal proteins, specifically beef, on the environment. Um, but it is definitely an important one that we've got to chat about when we're talking about um, sustainability. Um, and there's a couple of factors here, but a big one is overfishing. Um, so most farm fish are reared, um, unfortunately, in quite low welfare factories. Um, and it's definitely something that we can be aware of. And there are campaigns out there such as Rethink Fish by charity uh, by a charity called Compassion and Wild Farming. And they've got lots of information um, and education on their website. Um, And when we're thinking about overfishing, there are specifically the five big fish which are overfished. And these include things like salmon and tuna. So if we can try and avoid things like this, um, and instead go for, you know, some of the lesser well-known fish, that can really help um make a good change um, and reduce the impact that we're having on our oceans, you know, because we are overfishing them. Uh statistics show that over 90% of predatory species like cod and tuna have already been caught. Um, and the UN shows that approximately 70% of fisheries are overfished. Um, I went to a webinar by Compassion World Farming actually a couple of years ago now um, and they were recommending that um, to be sustainable we should be having uh, one portion of fish every two weeks that would be not overfishing the oceans. Now, obviously, I'm a nutritionist and I completely recognize that that is not within our guidance. Our national guidance um, asks us to have at least two portions of fish a week, week, one of which is oily. And now this is important because um, those fish have things called EPA and DHAM. These are our omega-3 fatty acids and they have proven health benefits by the research uh, for our cognition. Um, So they are really important to have. But if you are thinking about reducing your fish intake, if you are thinking um, or you don't eat fish at all, maybe you're vegetarian or vegan or living more of a plant based dietary pattern. um, It is so important that we get these amigas. Now, many uh, places online might recommend you have things like linseeds as a replacement because they have omega-3s in them, which is true, but it's in a different form. It's in a form called ALA. That's different to the EPA and the DHA that we found in fish. And it does not have the research-proven health benefits as the omega-3s that we find in fish. So what can we do? Well, there's research ongoing at the moment. There's no recommendations within it. But um, there is building evidence to suggest that maybe we could consider an algae supplement. As algae is where the fish get their EPA and DHA from. So it's just something to consider and definitely something to be aware of. Um, The other piece of advice, um, as I was saying earlier, was about the big five fish. So 80% of the seafood consumed within the UK is made up from five species. These include cod, haddock, salmon, tuna, and prawns. It's not sustainable that we are just focusing on those five fish. So what we can do if you're going to continue eating fish is to consider alternatives. Um, For example, you could maybe try some shellfish, uh, like farm shellfish as an alternative. (laughs) Sorry. As alternative to prawns and shellfish, uh, you could try things like mussels and oysters. um, And farm-roped grown mussels are actually benefit in the UK and um, because they filter out impurities. So, you know, there are definitely choices. We don't have to cut these things out altogether. As I said at the very beginning, it's just maybe considering some alternatives, maybe trying to reduce down, but definitely still making sure that we get in all of our nutrition. I'm going to play another song now, but coming up after this song, we will be pl- uh, chatting a little bit more about dairy. So, what shall we play? I think we're going to play Lover by Taylor Swift.
1: Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio.
3: Ooh. Well, now
2: for some pop music.
1: Try it. We can leave the Christmas lights up
5: till January. This is our place. We made the rules. And there's a dazzling haze, a mysterious way about you, dear. Have I known you 20 seconds in 20 years? Can I go?
3: Hello this is Amelia Fish, I am a registered associate nutritionist and you are currently listening to The Reset on River Radio. This show is all about shaking off those common myths and misconceptions around food and today we are chatting all about sustainable nutrition. So we started off the show with some food for (laughs) Sorry, we started off the show with some food for thought, some facts to uh, really get us thinking about why sustainable nutrition is important. And we also defined what we're chatting about in regards to a sustainable diet today. Gosh, I'm really struggling with all these S's today. Um, uh, We have also chatted so far about some of the foods that have a greater impact on the environment. And now we're going to have a little thought about dairy before getting into some of the things that we can do to help don't forget that this show is released as a podcast shortly after the live show so if you have missed today's show so far and would like to catch up you can do so on most podcast platforms including apple and spotify so dairy how does that impact the environment well a survey recently found that 80 percent of the uk consume dairy every day now, dairy is a great source of things like calcium and as well, cow's milk being a good source of iodine um, and protein too. So it is great for our nutrition, but it's also be important to be aware that it can have an impact on the environment. Um For example, there are so there is lots of um, things going on with intense dairy farming, which can be a problem for the welfare of cows. And as we said earlier, with regards to beef, cows are a big producer of methane, one of the biggest uh, greenhouse gases having an effect on the environment and things like global warming. So it's definitely something that we need to be aware of. Um, But also from a nutrition point of view, if we are cutting out cows, milk or reducing our reliance on it for things like calcium iodine and protein we've got to be aware that some of the alternatives are not fortified with these Um, so it's definitely something to be thoughtful of. As I said earlier soya is a great source of protein so if you had soya milk for example you're going to be still getting your complete sources of protein Um, and many milks are now fortified with calcium and iodine but do check the label and make sure they are especially if uh, you are relying on them for your sources now there are some slightly different recommendations for children so please do talk with your healthcare professional about this um, if uh, with regards to the milk that you're giving children but Let's move on from some of the negatives and the effects that uh, certain foods can have on the environment and um, more onto the considerations of what we can do. Because a big theme in today's show is obviously it's sustainable nutrition, isn't it? But as we've said, a sustainable diet is one that's sustainable for both the planet and for you personally and we're not asking anyone to cut anything out completely it's just having a consideration for maybe reducing our reliance on animal and animal products and proteins and instead increasing our reliance on plant-based proteins so a question that I get asked all the time is is going vegan the answer? And it's definitely um, a big topic and one I can't completely answer in today's show. Um, And there are so many factors to consider with if it is right for you. But yeah that's basically the answer it can be the answer for some people um but it's not a universal answer and it's definitely not necessary to be able to support the environment uh currently in the uk less than one percent of people uh follow a vegan dietary pattern um and it's estimated by 2025 that about 25 percent of the population in total will identify as either vegan or vegetarian so their numbers are are increasing, but that does not mean, uh, you know, for the other 75% of people, it might not be right because it might not be sustainable for you. You know, food is there both for our nutrition but also to make us happy. You know, when you come home and something smells delicious uh, because someone's made you a meal, or you go back to a family home or a family friend's home um, and they're making a roast or something like that or you go out for dinner or for coffee with your friends and it just puts a smile on your face, that's what food is also about. Um, it's absolutely about making us happy and that is something to consider with a sustainable diet. It's gonna make you happy in the long term too. So going vegan may be the answer for some, but it's definitely not a universal answer for all. However, if you are choosing to follow a vegan dietary pattern, it is important to consider the nutrition of it because, and to plan your diet carefully. But it absolutely is possible to have a fully uh, balanced and nutritionally complete diet. It's just uh, when you follow a vegan dietary pattern. It's just sometimes it may require a little bit more thought. So, a couple of the vitamins um, that we and minerals that we might need to be considering is vitamin B12. Um, it's iodine vitamin D um, and also those amigas and a couple of which we've chatted about today a few I've chatted about on previous episodes of River Radio where I've talked all about plant-based nutrition all which can be found on the podcast Um, so if you search for River Radio on a main podcast platform such as Apple Spotify you'll be able to find them there But I guess, um, and also on that, if you wanted some further advice, you can go to, for example, the British Dietetics Association, the BDA, or the NHS websites, or the Vegan Society for some further advice. And there are many other uh, platforms out there that can give you some reliable advice too. But I guess to answer the question, is going vegan the answer? No, it's not the universal answer for all. We do not need to avoid all animal products. The key thing there is um, we need to reduce our amount, we need to have them less often and in smaller amounts and increase our reliance on plant-based alternatives so there's a bit of advice there and we're going to be coming back soon with some more advice for you but we're going to play another song just now for you first so we're going to play The Bones with Maureen Morris and Hosea I hope you enjoy
1: Across the Thames Valley One more time Across the Thames Valley This, this is River Radio Well, now for some pop music Try this
5: took a hard left, but we're all right, yeah, life sure can try to put love to it, but we built this right, so nothing's ever gonna move it when the bones are good, the rest don't matter, yeah, the pain could peel, the glass could shatter, let it break.
3: Amelia Fish, I'm a registered associate nutritionist and you're currently listening to The Reset on River Radio. This show is all about nutrition and shaking off those common myths and misconceptions around food. You can find us across all social media platforms at River Radio Live and on the website at river.radio. On today's show we are chatting all about sustainable nutrition. So far, I've spoken about what a sustainable diet is and some of the different um, effects different foods can have on the planet. Um, We also answered the question on, is going vegan the answer? And we said, no, it's not a universal answer for you all. It could be right for some, but not for all. The real answer to that would probably be that we need to aim to reduce our reliance on animal and animal-based proteins and increase our reliance on plant-based proteins. If you have any questions for us on today's show, you can message us in on Instagram at River Radio Live or email me directly at Amelia at River dot radio. If you have missed today's show so far and would like to catch up, do not worry, as this episode will be released shortly after the live show as a podcast and can be found on all your main podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify. So I promised you at the beginning that we'd also be going into a bit about how some food processes can affect the planet. And I guess it's kind of an interesting thought, really, isn't it? Um, Because I guess when you first think, um, how does food impact the planet and what is a sustainable dietary pattern? I guess would think that majority of people's initial thoughts go into the actual food that we're eating currently and our dietary patterns. But there's lots of background things going on and that's um, overall why the agricultural industry does have such an impact on the environment. So the first of all one that I wanted to cover was food waste. And why I wanted to cover this first is because it is a big problem in the UK, with about 70% of food waste coming from households. Um, And so, yeah, that's our domestic waste being a really big contributor. And one of those things is our over of foods you know if there's a deal like buy one get one free on an item that might be perishable so we think oh it's a great deal but we never end up eating it all or if we're not rotating the stocks in our fridges so we're not aware that there's some food at the back that's going to go off soon and it goes off before we get a chance to eat it these are things that are contributing to food waste and um, there's statistics that suggest about about 60 percent of all food waste is um, avoidable Um, so there's just some big things that we can be thinking about um, and also where we are able to reduce it but I think an important thing to think when we're thinking about food waste is Because a sustainable diet is one, as I defined at the beginning, which is also economically sustainable for us in the long term. And food waste actually um, costs a lot of money. So if we're able to maybe have a thought about what foods we're going to be eating that week, what meals we're going to make, if we're actually likely to have this before it goes off, we might actually also be able to save some money. So there's many different factors that are going in there and we'll be coming back at the end of today's show to give you some advice on what we can do to reduce some of these things. Another factor to consider within the whole food processes and the effect that they're having on the planet is more of a global issue. So we've done a household issue, now we're going to go global for our next one which is deforestation and loss of biodiversity. So there are huge pressures that... um, basically there's 8 million people living on the planet and we need to feed all of these people but that is having a huge impact on the health of our planet Um, and deforestation occurring um, for example in order to um, house the animals that we are eating um, there's Two stats that I really wanted to share with all of you today, and I don't want these to scare you. I guess it's it's more about awareness than anything else. Um, and one of those is that every minute in Brazil, an area the size of a football of a football pitch um, is cleared of forest in order for growing other foods. Um, so that's a really important one. And also how. Um, there's so much land that is used for... for, um, Sorry, I'm getting lost and mixed up over my words. Uh, there's so much land out there that is used uh, for cattles and for other animals that could be instead used for growing plants that could be directly eaten by us, and that's cutting down on the food chain. It's reducing the impact of bi- uh, deforestation and biodiversity loss. Um, it's reducing... Air miles and travel and things like that. So there's some really important things that we can consider regarding the global issues. Now going backwards, we're going to go back to a more local issue, and that is um, when we could choose maybe foods that are more locally or seasonal, seasonal foods So uh, one of I remember when I was at university and we were looking at the uh, the makeup of blueberries and when they've travelled across the world so whether you've got blueberries that are more local or fruits that are more locally grown or those that have been uh, come in an aeroplane halfway across the world and actually in that travel they have the nutritional profile has actually started to deteriorate so it's not just you know the impact on the planet it's also the impact on the nutritional profile of some of these foods too. So if we are able to eat locally and seasonally, not only are we able to get foods that um, have a lesser impact on the environment, but also sometimes it also impacts the nutrition within them. So there's so many things um, to think about when we're thinking about the processes going on and what we really can do. Um, A final one that I wanted to cover today, because I think it's something that personally has always um i've always thought about and it's always got to me a little bit which is the term superfoods i believe that uh, there's no universal definition of a superfoods they are you know considered to be foods that have superior health qualities um benefits properties all of these things unfortunately it is usually a marketing ploy there's this kind of health halo around them which basically increases the prices of them and that's one thing, you know, they're not sustainable because they're so much more expensive. They're not actually usually nutritionally superior. Um, and also some of them can have environmental impact because they often are imported from so far away. So it's just another point to consider um, and maybe, uh, you know, just considering buying more locally and seasonally if you can. Of course, that is not always an option for everyone. Um, I'm just giving lots of different bits and pieces of advice. So you can take from this show whatever you think will work for you, will work for your lifestyle, your dietary pattern, your food preferences, um, and hopefully that can help. So we're going to be playing another song right now but after when we come back we're going to be going into some overall advice that you can take away from this show about what we can do to cook, eat and live a more sustainable dietary pattern and lifestyle and also how you can get involved. So, coming up now, we are going to be playing Wonder by Sean Mendes. I hope you enjoy.
1: Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Woo! Well, now for some music. climbers. Live in to River Radio.
0: Yeah, I want you baby Slow,
2: slow hands
0: Like a sweat dripping out
3: You are listening to Amelia Fish. I am a registered associate nutritionist and this is The Reset on River Radio. This show is all about nutrition and shaking off those common myths and misconceptions around food. Um, today we are chatting all about sustainable nutrition so far we have spoken about what a sustainable diet is um, and how different foods and processes may affect the planet Um, we've given you a little bit of advice so far but now we're going to really get into the overall message and overall advice of what we can do on um, as part of this show um you can find river radio across social media platforms including at river radio live where you can also message us in if you have any questions today or email me directly at amelia at river if you have missed today's show and would like to catch up do not worry as this episode will be released shortly after the live show as a podcast and it can be found on all your main podcast platforms including apple and spotify so, what is the overall message from today's show? Well, I guess for me it is really what a sustainable diet is and that is finding a diet which is sustainable for you and the planet both in the short and long term and for people in the future. So, it's a diet which uh, you enjoy it's one that's sustainable for you both culturally socially economically um, whilst also reducing its impact on the environment Uh, a sustainable diet involves eating a more balanced diet one that nourishes you and your health and the health of the planet and i think a really important point to say here is that We do not have to do everything right. We do not have to do all of these points. It's about picking the ones which will work for you. And we do not have to be like eco-perfect. It's just good to remember that every little helps, everything that we can do might help and support the health of the planet and our health. Um, So do what we can. So what are some of those things that we can do? Let's summarise them. So the first one, which we have spoken about in today's show, is reduce our food waste. We've spoken about why it is important. Uh, I think I may have said the wrong statistic earlier, so let's correct it. And just in case I did say it wrong, uh, being that about of food brought uh, statistics say on average about 30% of it's wasted. So how can we reduce that? Uh, There's a couple of tips that we have. I think we said about rotating the stocks in our fridge um we can use the freezer you know blanch fruits and vegetables and put them in the freezer they'll keep their color and they're just as nutritionally great alternatively if we've got things going off we can cook them and then put them in the freezer and you've already got a home-cooked meal there for when you fancy it and what's also really cool about that is some types of cooking uh, of certain foods can even increase the nutritional profile of them for example lycopene and tomatoes it gets even more and even better when it's cooked And also focusing on local produce to support the community, meaning uh, less food is wasted in the overall food chain and also fewer air miles are travelled. The next point I wanted to say, as overall advice, is reducing our reliance on animal and um, on meat and other animal proteins. So we know uh, that these proteins uh, have a bigger impact on the environment than things such as plant-based proteins but we also know in focusing on uh, having a variety of plant-based foods in our diet research shows on average about 30 plus different types of plant-based foods that's including your fruits and veg but also your nuts legumes um, beans and other things like that can support our gut microbiome our gut microbiome diversity and that then has a positive impact on our health. So I think the big concern here usually is regarding protein so I wanted to go into that just a little bit whilst I was giving you some of this advice. So One of the most, the best facts I love to share with people is that you are very unlikely to be deficient in protein if you are eating enough food. But let's give you some facts um, of portions of protein, uh, of plant-based protein, just in case you were wondering and wanted a bit more advice. So what is a portion of protein? About 150 grams of beans is a portion of protein. Maybe that's baked beans, kidney beans, butter beans or other things like that again 150 grams of pulses such as lentils and chickpeas so you know that's nice and easy to remember 150 grams of beans and pulses 100 grams of soya and soya products such as tofu is a portion of protein and also one tablespoon about 30 grams of nut butter is also a portion of protein so you know there are lots of different alternatives Now, we do have to make sure that we're getting all of our essential amino acids, those building blocks for proteins. Um, And as we said at the start of the show, things like soya, but also quinoa are complete sources of proteins. That means they contain all of those essential amino acids, just like animal proteins do. So they are great alternatives and things to include in our diets. But remember, variety is key. The third piece of advice I have for you today is look out for some certified food labels. Uh, there are a variety of them out there and they do have different criteria. So do do a bit more research into them if you'd like. But they include things such as Fair Trade, the ASC. MSE seaweed standard gosh I've been struggling with my S's and that had a lot, of, <laughs> lot in it today um, we also have the RSPCA assured and the RSPO uh, which is a global standard uh, showing sustainability on palm oil so you know there's lots of different things we can look out for on food packaging um, and they're also organizations which pro- also offer lots of advice for you too the next piece of advice I have for you is creating a meal plan. Now, I want to be careful around this one because we don't need to be regimented in this, you know, if um, and a big part of having a sustainable diet and having a positive relationship with food as well is having flexibility in our diet. But maybe if you're going to the shops, create a shopping list and have an idea of what meals you can create from that food just to make sure you're not make, uh, buying too much or you're not buying some foods that you're not going to be able to make a food out of uh, so that would be my piece of advice there and um, my final fifth and final piece of advice for you today is to think reuse and refill repurpose or recycle uh, and this is something that we can apply not only to nutrition and food but also to sustainable living in general so can we uh, use reusable cups and lunch boxes? You know, can we get reusable uh, cutlery? You know, if you don't want to take your own home cutlery to work one day, maybe you can get some bamboo stuff instead. Um, when you're going to the shops, can you bring a reusable life uh, bag for life or something like that? Um, and then alternatives to, you know, plastic water bottles and things like that. Make sure we can reuse things as much as possible and I know that's not possible for everyone but you know what we've chatted about in today's show is picking the bits that are sustainable for you you don't have to do everything you don't have to do it all perfectly you don't have to do it all the time but considering what you can do including those bits and remembering that every little does help also on this repurpose recycle thing um thinking about food packaging you know it's quite a lot of food packaging uh is nowadays biodegradable, or can you use like a hummus pot to plant some seeds in, things like that, you know, think outside the box, be creative and do what you can. I did say I'd finish off today's show with uh, giving you some further um, areas, you know, some campaigns, some charities that you can look at uh, to help you maybe get a bit more involved if that's something that you're looking to do. So, I'm going to finish off with them today. These include the BDA's Blue Dot Campaign, that's the British Dietetics Association. I mentioned this one before, it's Compassion in World Farming's Rethink Fish Campaign. Uh, The United Nations have an ACT Now Food Challenges. You can also look up websites such as an app such as Too Good To Go. Uh, You can look up Oddbox, Love Food, Hate Waste, uh, the WWF. Um, These are all great resources. And please also do get in touch with us if you have more. um, If you're maybe created one yourself or if you have any more recommendations, we'd love to hear from you and share them on another show. I can't quite believe it, but we are now an hour up and we're at the end of today's show. So thank you all so much for joining me today on The Reset, where we've spoken all about sustainability in nutrition. You have been listening to River Radio. If you missed any of today's show and would like to listen again, you can find The Reset on the website at river.radio or on most podcast platforms including Apple and Spotify. If you have any questions for me about today's show, you can email me directly at amelia at river.radio. I'll be back the same time next week with another show. But until then, keep on listening to River Radio. Coming up next, you have Stage Door. Enjoy and I'll see you soon. And we are going to play out just one final song to finish off today's show. And we're going to play Missing Peace by Vance Joy. I hope you enjoy.
1: Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio.
7: Well. Now, for some pop music. Try I've been it. waiting for the tides to change, for the waves to send you my way. I see you, darling, but you pixelate. It gets hard to take these days. But when Now, I lifting you above the breaking waves, memories floating back to my mind. You said, Hold on. Cause when I'm in a room with you That missing piece is found
1: you know when you're by side, darling Dive in to River Radio.